0: I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Just to cast away, island
1: lost at sea. Oh. Now I'm stranded on my own.
0: Stranded far from home. Come on. you remember? We were shipwrecked together. Stranded out so far from home. Stranded, yeah, I'm on. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott, and if you want to be the first to hear these bonus podcasts, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon. As you probably know, Greg and I have got so much music running through our brain at all times, you never know what's going to come up on any given day when we play the Desert Island Jukebox game, a track that we could not live without if we were stranded on the Desert Island, at least for like this hour of this day there's so many i couldn't live without the whole freaking jukebox to tell you the truth <laughs> can you give us a hint though greg about what you're playing today
1: yes i can jim we uh we had a recent conversation with steve cropper the great uh Stax records guitarist and songwriter and talking mm-hmm. about the idea of these head arrangements creating all these great songs so i'm going to play
0: a song that was inspired by that conversation that sounds excellent we'll hear more about that in a minute on sound opinions Welcome back to the Sound Opinions bonus podcast. And Greg, first of all, explain what a head arrangement is.
1: Well, a head arrangement is basically it's a collaborative process of songwriting. Uh, usually, people in a room working together, bouncing ideas off of each other to create a song, as opposed to the solitary writer in a room by himself writing the song completely and then bringing a finished Ah. song to the rest of the musicians who are going to play on so not unlike what you and me and alex and andrew do with this podcast exactly it's a collaborative approach to songwriting and it was all it was the thing that defined the memphis sound in the 60s and 70s those RB and soul records sounded the way they did in large part because of the way they were written through this collaborative process, very spontaneous, as opposed to the more sophisticated, quote unquote, arrangements and production that was going on in the northern cities, you know, Chicago, Detroit. They had their, you know, arrangers, the composers, the producers who were all doing their specific jobs, bringing the the music to the musicians, to uh, to the singers to sing. Uh, in, in Memphis, they stood that idea on its head and basically had everybody involved. In Everybody's the process. throwing something in the gumbo pot. Exactly. So, you know, it wasn't just Stax. They were, they were probably the ones most famous for that approach to the songwriting. So you got all those great hits by the likes of, you know, people like Otis Redding, uh, later on the Staples Singers. Wilson um, Pickett. Wilson Pickett was uh, doing a lot of collaborating with Steve Cropper at the time, even though he was recording for Atlantic Records. Sam and Dave, another mm. example of a great Memphis soul group. But there was also the High Records label in town, and they were approaching it the same way. That was the studio run by Willie Mitchell. And that that was the studio that uh, most famously gave us al green and those sessions were the similar kind of vibe where everybody was working together the studio band in this case one of the greatest rhythm sections of all time teeny hodges charles hodges leroy hodges brothers on guitar organ and bass respectively in the rhythm section which included at one point al jackson jr and then howard grimes it mm. was just a fabulous group of musicians very similar to the house band in Memphis, where it was largely Booker T and the MGS or the Mark Barquets. Yeah. So they were making these amazing records. Ann Peebles, I think, is one of the great vocalists of that era, and she happened to record for High Records. She came from East St. Louis to Memphis specifically to get that vibe, that sound. She wanted. It was all over the radio. She wanted to get some of that in her blood too, yeah, yeah. and 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 she wanted to have hits. Nineteen years old singing gospel music, comes to Memphis, looking for a job, goes up on stage and literally auditions in the middle of a set by one of the Memphis musicians. Uh, He says, I got a guy you should meet. You you got a pretty good voice. Next day, she meets Willie Mitchell. Next thing you know, she's signed to a record deal and she starts making hit records for high records in in Memphis. She begins working with a guy named Don Bryant, who would become her husband, himself a very fine soul and gospel-steep singer and producer and arranger. And uh, they were collaborators. They eventually got married the year after they wrote this song, I Can't Stand the Rain. That to me was a great example of the whole idea of head arrangements, head songwriting. Anne and Don and a couple of other folks were ready to head out to go see a show that night in Memphis, and it started raining. And I mean, seriously raining. It was a rainstorm torrential, of epic proportion. And they said, you know, you can't even step out of the house. You don't want to get out in the middle of something like that. And Anne, you know, was disappointed. I can't go to the show. I can't stand the rain. And and Don goes, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's write a song about that. Write that down. So there's a little group of people, you know, Anne and Don included, sat around the piano and just started slinging ideas back and forth about that idea of, well, why can't you stand the rain? You know, what's going on? And crafting it verse by verse, coming up with the refrain, coming up with the arrangement, and start singing. Next thing you know, they've got a song. and Peebles, I talked to her once about it. She said it felt like it just dropped out of the sky. You know, and it, it was. It was dropping out of the sky. And next thing you know, they sparked this idea for a song that is so widely regarded now as, as one of the great moments of Memphis Soul. Went on to sell a million copies in 1973, 74, in that era, and is widely regarded as a classic, a legendary piece of popular music, all crafted by a few people working in a room off an idea that seemed to come out of nowhere. and Peebles with I Can't Stand the Rain on Sound Opinion.
0: I can't stand the rain Against my window. Bringing back sweet memories Yeah, when pain Do you remember I Can't Stand the Rain by Ann Peebles. What a swell choice, Mr. Cott. That's it for this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. For more full episodes, visit soundopinions.org. Or to sponsor the show, email sponsor at soundopinions.org. Thanks for listening.